as this is going to be my final episode for 2022, I wanted to round up a few of the key messages from this year and leave you with a few important things to remember. This is all about taking you into Christmas with all of that lovely positive feeling. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Well, hello there and welcome back. Just a couple of weeks left till Christmas now. So I really hope that you are starting to get yourself organised and get a few things into place for the holiday season. Now, I'm going to be making this my final episode of the year and then taking a little two-week break over Christmas to enjoy all the festivities. But of course, I will absolutely be back again in the new year with lots more fresh episodes for you. So I thought that what I would do in this episode today, as it is the last one of 2022, was to round up a few of my key messages from the year. So this is my very own Christmas message, if you will. Um, And I really wanted to focus on the positives today. So a few things for you to take away with you that are going to help you to really focus on all of the good stuff and all of the stuff that is available to you. And that feels like it's just so important now, like more important than ever, really. Um, I was watching something the other day that was talking about like the words of the year. And one of these words of the year was permacrisis, as in we seem to have just jumped from one crisis to the next to the next all year long, like just when we thought we were coming through all of the fallout from the pandemic and things were getting better again and things were looking a bit brighter. We just moved on to a whole new load of stuff and it is just literally perma-crisis. And so I didn't want to dwell on all that. I really want to dwell on all the positive stuff and all the all the stuff that we can take control of because I think, you know, we can all agree there's an awful lot of stuff at the moment that feels very much out of our control. But the one thing we do have some control over is what we do for ourselves and with ourselves. And I think that that's what I really, really want to highlight to you this week. And I think that if you listen to last week's episode, I talked um, a little bit about this negativity bias that we have as humans, you know, that bias that has protected us for thousands of years by meaning that we look out for what could possibly go wrong and what's the bad stuff that's coming up, because then we could save ourselves but it's just not doing us that many favours anymore. And if ever there were circumstances to switch on on negativity bias, it is right now, isn't it? They've been thrown at us all year long. So with that in mind, I really wanted to bring something a little bit more bright, cheerful, happy, encouraging, motivating, inspiring for you. So a few of the little bits and pieces that we have um, kind of covered over this year in the podcast, I sort of went back through some of the old episodes and I was like, oh, I'm just going to cherry pick just a few little pointers and a few little things that I really want you to remember and that I want you to carry with you into Christmas and beyond into the new year as well. So first of all, number one, you are bloody amazing. 
Now, I do not care what you've achieved, what you haven't achieved. I don't care whether you've worked out every day or not done a workout all year. I don't care whether you eat chocolate every single day or you've not touched sugar for months. Nothing that we do makes us any more or less worthy than anybody else. And I want you to remember that. You know, wherever you are right now is okay. Wherever you are right now is where you're meant to be. And whatever actions you have or haven't taken, you are still amazing. We are all a work in progress. And I think that as long as we know that, and as long as we take steps each day to be just that little bit better and that little bit better, then we can make our lives into what we want them to be. And we don't have to be perfect to get there. We don't have to be perfect to get that result. And in fact, often it's the imperfect stuff that we do and it's the actions that we take that, you know, are not 100% what we would like them to be that actually get us to that place. And sometimes we do stuff which we're not even expecting to do or we don't think are going to help us towards our goals. And they actually do. But we are all a work in progress on this. Like nobody has all of this stuff figured out, whatever they might say. You know, everybody needs to work on themselves every day. And, you know, we need to live our lives knowing that that is the way that it should be. That is the way that it's always going to be. We're never going to reach the end point. We're never going to reach nirvana where everything is 100% in place. We are 100% perfect. Everything is running like clockwork. It's not going to happen. But it doesn't mean that you are not flipping amazing exactly as you are. And you're not flipping amazing exactly in the place that you are in right now. Whatever you might think of it and whatever, whatever stories you might have told yourself about where you are right now. So I want you to remember that always, that you know the actions that we take do not dictate how worthy we are. Yes, of course, we all want to take actions to improve ourselves. We all want to move forwards. We all want to make change. Of course we do. But whether we do or not does not make us any more or less worthy. Number two, we all have and will always have the capacity to change. There is a lot that we cannot change about this world. We can't change other people. We can't change what other people think. We can't change society overnight. But we've always got it within our power to make our own personal changes. And often the best changes are the little ones, the little wins that we have along the way, which prove to us that we can change, that make us feel successful and that provide the building blocks for the next thing. And I want you to remember that always because it's very easy to get yourself into a place where stuff hasn't quite gone to plan and, and you convince yourself that I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm not capable of making change. But you can, you just need to maybe do it a little bit differently next time. You maybe need to try something slightly different. You maybe need to take a slightly different approach, come at it from a different angle. And it's okay to do that as well. And, you know, if we don't make mistakes, then we're not learning. You know, mistakes are necessary. So if you're, if you make a mistake, if you slip up, it doesn't mean stop. It doesn't mean it's not worth it. It doesn't mean there's no point in you doing it. It just means that you need to try again in a slightly different way. It means that you have learned something. So we always, always have the capacity to change ourselves, to change our minds, to change the way we approach life, to change the way we do things. Number three, working on your mindset is an ongoing concern and it is a vital part of our toolkit. Now, 
this is something that I will never, ever, ever stop talking about because it's the thing that we all leave behind. It's the thing that everybody thinks, I don't need to do that. I don't need to work on my mindset. Working on mindset is a load of old rubbish. I don't believe in it. It's not going to make any difference to me, but it is absolutely vital that we all work on our mindset if we want to improve and if we want to change something about our lives. And, you know, all too often we, we just, we don't do it because we don't really know where to start. And I hope that if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then it's helping you to work on your mindset because I talk a lot about that. And I think that, you know, this is called the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And people might start listening to this thinking, oh, this is all going to be about practical tips for keeping fit. <laughs> um, and I do do some of that. Of course I do. You know, I help you to like plan your routine and think about how you're going to set your goals and all those kind of things. And, you know, that is a part of it, but it's a small part of it. It's a small part of it. If that's all I ever talked about in this podcast, I would pretty soon run out of material. Like there's a finite amount of like hints and tips you can give about fitness per se. What this is really about is about mindset, is about setting yourself up for success, is about you believing that you can do things and that you can do hard things. It's about helping you to create a mindset that is going to help you rather than hinder you so that when you're making excuses, I haven't got time, I don't want to do it, I'm too tired, that you can sort of see that for what it is and you can work, you know, you can work on it from there. And, you know, that's why mindset is such a huge part of what we talk about in this, because if we don't tackle that, then we don't change other stuff. And so having the right mindset is always, always, always the first step to making change. And so, you know, we need to we need to always be working on that. And that doesn't mean that we need to work on mindset every single day. It just means doing small things. Maybe it's taking up journaling. Maybe it's listening to this podcast each week. Maybe it's doing some meditation every day. Maybe it's, I don't know, affirmations that you do or little phrases that you say to yourself that encourage you on. Maybe it's just being aware of what's going on in your brain and, you know, how it's maybe preventing you from making the change that you want to. So, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be small, but mindset is so important. Don't ignore it. Do not ignore it. Because when we do that, when we start to create that right mindset, then it helps us to kind of hold that space for the change that needs to happen. And, you know, like I said in the, in the last point, like we are, we're always a work in progress on this as well. Like I'm always working on my mindset, like every single day. And some days I'm like, oh, this is a load of old crap. <laughs> I don't want to work on mindset anymore. I just want to just like float through life and not worry about this and not think about this and be blind to it and go on autopilot because it's just easier to do that. But I know that nothing, you know, that the good stuff that I want out of life is not going to come from me burying my head under the sand and not doing that work. So I do it every single day, even when I damn well don't want to do it, I still do it. And when we can create that right mindset, it can help us to be kind and forgiving and patient with ourselves as well. And we need all of that. We need all of that to make really deep, lasting change. Number four, deep change takes time. Quick fixes, usually not lasting fixes. A little example of this. So I've, I have spoken about this before. You may not have heard me talk about it, but I've got 
uh, something called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. I've had it for a few years now. I mean, I'm sort of lucky in some ways that the only symptom I get is bloating. Like other people who have SIBO, you know, definitely notice more, you know, other things, you know, more tummy pain and things like that. So I don't really have much of that. Um, but it's something that has bugged me every single day for a good few years now. And I, you know, I'm not joking when I say I am bloated every single day. There are some days when I wake up and I'm bloated still from the night before, and then the whole process starts all over again, and I'm really bloated again by the end of the day. And it's uncomfortable, and it's embarrassing as well. You know, I'm a fitness professional, you know, I shouldn't be walking around with this big bloated tummy, and yet I am. And it has been, you know, it's been a source of like real frustration for me. It's one of the reasons that I have, you know, worked so hard on my self-care, because definitely SIBO can be brought about brought about by lots of stress. And I know for sure a few years ago, I was in a, you know, my business was so busy and my kids were still young and I was in a very, very, very stressful place at that point. So it could have been that that kicked it off. It could have been a number of other things as well, like, you know, food poisoning and stuff. But I'm, you know, I'm fairly convinced that stress definitely, definitely had a part to play in it. Because when you're very stressed, it means that your, um, your digestive juices are not doing their job or that there's not sufficient of them because you know your your body is not prioritizing digestion and so that then causes problems further on down the line so anyway i've been going through this for a few years i've i've you know really struggled with it about two or three years ago i started seeing a nutritionist to help me with this did a test that confirmed it was SIBO because i didn't know that's what it was at the time and she put me on a uh, elimination diet and it was a very 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 strict elimination diet i had to cut out so much stuff uh, so it was really tough but at the time it, it you know what it didn't feel too bad because i knew that it was for a limited time because it's the kind of elimination diet that you really are not recommended to do for long because it's not good for you to do it for long and you know you really need to do it with some supervision and stuff and i was taking some antimicrobials at the time to kill off some of the bacteria and things and you know within two or three weeks like my tummy was flat again and I was like oh, oh my god my tummy hasn't looked like this for about three years this is amazing my tummy is back to what it used to be what it should be I'm not feeling uncomfortably bloated all the time this is fabulous and so I did this uh, elimination for about I think it was about five or six weeks and then I came out of the elimination diet started introducing things and of course slowly but surely the bloating has come back <laughs> and to the point that earlier on this year I was like right I need to actually sort this out once and for all because that elimination diet it yes it worked in the short term it did not work in the long term so I've now started working with another nutritionist and who is actually a specialist in SIBO and it's been a completely different approach and I'm a few months in and I'm still working on it and believe me I've had frustrations but I've just had to put trust in the fact that eventually it's going to work, but it's going to work for the long term. It's not just going to be, you know, work hard at it for two months and then everything's fixed because that doesn't seem to have worked last time. Instead, this is like, right, so I'm going to have to like be in this for the long haul. But it then means that for years and years and years afterwards, I'm going to be in a good place. So working on healing my gut, working on, you know, adding some good 
probiotics and things like that, building up the good bacteria, protecting my gut, doing all those kind of things. And you know what? I've had slip ups. I've had times where I've rebelled against it because it is taking a long time and it is hard work and it is something I need to be mindful of all the time. And it is expensive. I've spent a lot of money on supplements and things like that. And so I've had my moments where I'm just like, you know what? This is not working. Sod it. And then I'll pick myself up and I'll get back to it. And, you know, I continue. But the reason for telling you that story is that, you know, I know that to get it right this time and to make this a long-term change, something where the bloating goes away for good, then it's going to take time. And if it takes six months, nine months, a year, then that is what it is going to take. And I'm not going to try and rush it and I'm not going to try and push it. I'm just going to just trust in the process and know that if I can stick with this, then it's probably going to be much better for me in the long term. So that's number four. Deep change takes time and the important changes really are the ones we make along the way, the little adjustments. You know, I've got new habits now, which I didn't have before, which I know will last me for a lifetime, for example, from, you know, doing the work that I've done on my gut. So um, that's number four. Number five, failure is good. Allow yourself to fail. Like we often hold ourselves back and don't do things. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to do it. What if it doesn't work? What if I fail? And it's like the fear of failure has become so, so, so much bigger to us than the possibility that it might work. Because again, we go back to that negativity bias, which is it's probably not going to work anyway. So why bother? And so we don't do anything. But the thing is, failure is good. Failure is where we learn and where we grow and where we adjust course to uh, get us into a better place. So don't try and avoid it because if you try and avoid failure, you will end up staying within your comfort zone for life. So use failure, embrace failure, learn from failure. Really, really important. And then number six, this is your last and final thing. Focusing on yourself is never ever selfish. And please don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Women especially have been brought up to feel like their most important role in life is service to others and is in always putting others first. But you know what? We can be there for others and we can be there for ourselves too. It's not one or the other. It's not you do this or you do that. We can absolutely do both. We just maybe need to be a bit mindful of it. We need to put the right boundaries in place because sometimes that's what's happened is that we just have no, have no boundaries and people think that they can just, you know they can get us to do whatever they want us to do whenever they want us to do it so putting boundaries in place so that you can have that little bit of time for yourself that you can spend that time on yourself and in doing that you're not taking away from somebody else you know in my household this year you know my kids are now 10 and 13 and honestly the amount of times I've stomped around this house going right that's it (laughs) enough I am not going to be the one who always does the washing all the time. I'm not going to be the one who always empties a dishwasher. I'm not going to be the one who always picks up your dirty clothes. This is not happening anymore. Yeah, of course I will still do that, but you guys need to step in and help. You are old enough and capable enough to do some of that stuff too and to help me out because honestly, it's driving me mad. You know, I've done this for the last, what, 13, 14 years since my daughter was born of being the person that does the vast majority of it. And my husband, of course, he does stuff. You know, we have quite an equal relationship in that respect, but I still do more. I'm still around more. I'm still at home more. I still have more time off in the holidays and things. So I still do more. And actually, enough. 
I've had enough of doing that. I've had enough of being the one that does everything for everybody else. I've had enough of going around and tidying up the house and coming back half an hour later and finding that the kids have had a snack and left crumbs all over the kitchen and crumbs on the floor and their plate in the living room and whatever else. I'm just like, no, 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 this is not happening anymore. So I have definitely been learning to put some boundaries in place. I've definitely been learning to say to the kids, right, you guys need to step up. You guys need to do just that little bit more. And then that means that I have a bit more time for me. And that's not taking away from them because at the end of the day, kids need to learn that stuff. We're not here just to do stuff for our kids. We're here to prepare our kids to be functional adults. And if we always do everything for them, and if we never tell them that they have jobs to do and they have you know, responsibilities around the house, then we're not actually doing them a favour at all. We're making ourselves feel good because we're doing it all for them. We're making them feel good because they don't have to do anything. They've got no responsibility, but that only serves us in the time. The fact is that at the end of the day, they need to go out into the world and be functional adults and they know need to know how to look after a house and how to cook a spag bowl and how to load a dishwasher and how to unload a dishwasher and how to do all of those things. So that is the stuff that I am telling my kids needs to be done and I need help with. I'm not stopping doing it. Of course I'm not, but they need to help. So that's just a little example of you putting more boundaries in place so that you you know, in a way that is not taking away from somebody else, but is also giving you something and is giving you some time and some space for you. You know, when we enhance our own lives, we enhance the lives of those around us because we feel better. We show up with a, a better, more positive energy. And that can only be a good thing, right? So there you have it. Like I say, this was, these were sort of like six top things, I think, that had come out of, of some of the stuff that we talked about this year through the podcast. Now, there are tons of other things that I could say to you here. I'm sure I could make a list that was like 50 points long of like different things that we've discussed this year. But I think these were some of the big things, some of the things that I just, I want you to remember that I want you to take forward with positivity. So number one, you are bloody amazing. No matter what you've achieved or what you haven't achieved, doesn't make you any more or less worthy than anybody else. You are amazing. Number two, we always have the capacity to change. There's lots that we can't change in the world, but we can change ourselves and we have control over that. Number three, working on your mindset has got to be an ongoing concern. It's the thing we often ignore, but it's the thing that is going to help us to hold the space for the change that needs to happen in our lives. Number four, deep change takes time. So quick fixes, they're not going to last. So what, you know, how can you spend time? How can you take time? How can you build along the way? Number five, failure is good. Don't avoid it because otherwise you will stay in your comfort zone forever. Use failure, embrace failure, learn from failure. And finally, focusing on you is never selfish. Put some of those boundaries in place and know that, you know, when you enhance your own life, by giving to yourself, then you can enhance the lives of those around you and you can show other people that you are worthy of that time. So there you have it. So like I say, I've talked about a lot of these themes. These have come up in lots of different podcast episodes over the year throughout 2022. 
But, you know, I thought I'd just highlight them because who does not need a reminder of some of this from time to time as well? And maybe over Christmas, while I'm not actually putting episodes out, you could go through the back catalogue, re-listen to a few of the episodes that you know you need to hear. Or if you are a more recent listener, then obviously there are loads of episodes. This is episode number 80. So there are 80 whole episodes plus some perimenopause episodes as well, in addition that you can go back to as you can download some of the older ones that you you know you need to hear and that are also going to get you in the right state of mind to look after yourself over Christmas, to find the joy and to prepare yourself for what 2023 has the potential to bring you. So do go enjoy that. I hope you'll make the most of just having a little bit of time, putting your feet up, maybe, do you know what? I listen to podcasts quite a lot in the bath, so I'll go up, run myself a bath and put a podcast on and get inspired, or I'll go out for a walk and take my podcast with me and get inspired. So do that, do go back through the back catalogue, download a few episodes to keep you going over the next couple of weeks. And of course, if you're thinking that the new year would be a really good time to get your fitness mojo back, then do go check out the Chick Fit Members Club over the holidays. I will be emailing about it and I will be um, posting on social media about it as we get towards the end of the holidays, because nobody wants to know about that on Christmas Day, do they? I like literally, I don't want to talk about it on Christmas Day. You don't want to hear about it on Christmas Day. However, as we approach the new year, I for sure am going to be talking about the Chick Fit Members Club and all of the amazing things that we're going to be doing over there in the new year and how you can use it to really get your fitness mojo back. So obviously, I would love to see you in there. And I've also got lots of other exciting things planned for the new year for you too, which I will tell you lots, lots more about when I return in the new year. But for now, thank you so much for being with me this year. Having this podcast has been an awesome journey and one that I know I'm definitely, definitely going to continue for a really, really, really long time to come. And I'm so grateful for having you here, having you join me here each week um listening to my words of I was going to say wisdom is it wisdom uh probably maybe maybe a little bit <laughs> but more my stream of consciousness <laughs> whatever it is I, I, that I think needs to be addressed on that particular week whatever comes out of my mouth so um I hope that um you uh, have enjoyed that this year and that you'll continue to enjoy that into 2023 I cannot wait to see you in the new year but for now have a totally wonderful Christmas. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration. <laughs>